We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, everyone? Before we get started on today's episode, my guy Impy is back. You already know the vibes when Impy pulls up. My guy, we talk some hoops, but... I got to tell you guys about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and you just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. No idea why that was so difficult for me to read. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, guys, no lie, this is the best part. You get all of that that was mentioned for $15 a month. It's the same rate as any of the other hosting sites would charge you for the initial setup. As someone who was doing three different podcasts a week... And two of them, I was responsible for the editing and the posting and the uploading onto the host platform. It was around the same as what this hustle program is, but I wasn't getting no cover art. I didn't have access to other people in the community discord. This is this is really the real deal and the best bang for your buck, guys. As someone that has lived it and has done it, this is tremendous so whether you're starting from scratch or have another existing show that you want to grow hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience acceptance into the program is limited so get your application in today to apply go to bwhustle.com join check out the description box in this episode to find out more but that's bwhustle.com join Everybody always asks me why I be clapping. You told my girl what that was, and she's a fucking actor that's been on TV before. You know I got mad bars, bro. Everybody can get funny. it. I think it's just funny that she... And she's such a know-it-all, bro. She's so smart. She knows everything. Like, everything. So it's just... 
And there's no, it's not again, nothing against you. It's just you're, you made, you didn't made everything yourself. Where her, she went to acting school. She did this. Like, she's been on professional sets. You know what I mean? Like, and you put her onto the game. Like, yeah, that's one of my favorite clips when she's like, oh, so that's, that's what that was? And then we just started laughing. You, like, yeah. of all people? Oh. Mad random, right? No, you of all, her of all people to not know that. Word, like that's your fucking Matt Forte. That's what I'm trying to say. Shit's shit's frustrating for me. Oh, I'm man. I mean, I started recording this. You want me to leave it or exit out? <laughs> I mean, it don't matter. <laughs> you just can't let Poland Spring get any money. Yo, word. Let's pay up, son. Yo, so Levitard, they're uh, free agents right now. Uh-huh. Uh, so they're like talking to a bunch of different companies or whatever. By the way, terrible podcasting 101. Just ripping off labels and yeah. <laughs> squeezing bottles. <laughs> Yo, yo, pay up, bitch. He's been a free agent, and so they're you know experimenting. They're doing a little bit of ad reads now. They're getting some money, but nonetheless, one day they tried to like incorporate brand uh, uh, ad placements, like product placements, into the show, the live stream. They're doing Twitch now, mm. so they did like this thing where you have to go into a, a can of Pringles, and you pull out like a topic, and then you talk about it or whatever. And Pringles was the sponsor, <laughs> but they but like they, no one knew about it. They're like, yo, Pringles fucking suck. And they were just like shit-talking their sponsor on the air. It's hilarious. That's also how Levitard is, though, so. Yeah, that's his that, That's his brand. That's also your guy. Yo, yeah. you know I met him one time in South Beach? At Starbucks, right? At a Starbucks. Yo, he's big, dude. Yeah, he's big. He's like 6'4". 6'3", 6'4", fucking and, brick house. And, and husky. Yeah. Yeah. The, the barista was like, oh, Dan, what's up, baby? And then he just like, pulled, I was literally like right behind him. I and think, then I was just like, oh, shit, Dan Levitard. I lied. I was like, I listen to you every day, man. Big fan. He's like, oh, thanks, buddy. And that was it. He, uh, I'm sure he appreciated that, the quick encounter. Dan, the, I, there's a podcast that you need to listen to where he interviewed John Skipper. Do you know who John Skipper is? Yeah, the former ESPN, the head honcho, right? Probably one of the most successful presidents in ESPN history. Started mm. as like, he started covering, or he started heading up. He came from the Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, so John Skipper initially was in charge of ESPN, the magazine, when they first rolled it out. Huge hit. Dan Lebetard was probably one of the first writers for ESPN, the magazine. Nonetheless, John Skipper rolls all the way through the ranks from being just the president of ESPN, the magazine, ESPN, the magazine, all the way up to ESPN as a whole. Nonetheless, Dan Lebetard interviews him for like four hours. It's broken up into four different episodes, and he just talks to him about everything. Time, all his time at ESPN, his time at Rolling Stone, the, the, the endeavor that they're taking on now. Uh, it's an amazing podcast, and it's like four episodes. You'd really like it. Bro, if you take off your jacket, you're super South Beach right now. With the chest hair going, the V-cuts, let's go. My guy's getting ready. He's been in the gym, too, clanging and banging, baby. I was going to do it, you know. <laughs> I, I'm like on, I'm on like work meetings and work calls like this. Just like, I don't give a fuck. Dude, how you holding up, man? I haven't seen you in a while. I'm good. Uh, tough. Work Working from home, bro, is brutal. Like, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm blessed to have a job. I'm super happy about it. But at the same time... Um, you know, I work in my bedroom. I wake up, I go to work. I'm in the same room all day. Don't get me wrong. I go to, you know, I sit in the living room. And right, I, right, right. But, but the, the concept I, is the same where you're at fucking home at all the time. Yeah. And so the one thing I will say is like growing up, people, you go to people's houses, they have like an office in their house. They're like, why did you waste a room on an office? Like, I don't get it. Until you have to work from home and you're like, shit, yo, if I had an office, I would love this. So shouts to people that put offices in their house. I don't know. Nah, you're right. Perspective is everything. Mm -hmm. Dude, it's the same thing with this setup that I have here. You're absolutely right. You feel like you're not sleeping in the room that you're working yeah. in. Yeah, and uh, on purpose, I leave that door closed when I don't got to be in here. So it's like I could keep business and pleasure away from like relaxing in 
my crib. Yeah. That's why I was going crazy, bro, when I was living at home during COVID because I've told this story all the time, but I'm, I'm working out, recording, editing, sleeping, shitting, shout, like everything. I'm doing that shit at home. So. Couldn't even go to the gym for two hours to work out because the gyms were all closed. So the only my only escape was I picked up running during quarantine even more because like I've always been a runner. I hate running on a treadmill, but I love like... Yeah, it's boring. Treadmills are boring. And I get runners high, bro. We're like... Yeah. Like today I was going to go running, but... I uh, hopped on a call with my pops and we ended up talking for like a half hour. And then before you know it, it's like 345. We were going to link up at five. So I'm like, ah, man, my runs usually like, I like run around all of Astoria and shit. And I'll, dude, I'll wake up and just bang out like 12 miles, That's like crazy. straight through with no, in my mind, I'm just like, I put a roadmap together in my head and I was like, yo, I'll just do it. And I don't care how long it takes. Like I just need to hit certain landmarks. Got it. And I was like, oh, I can't do that because that's that's <laughs> like a two-hour run right now. And I'm going to link up with Impy. And the last thing I want to do is like speed through a workout. I hate doing that. So just like, yo, circuit boys. I usually do circuits on Wednesdays or Thursdays. And then on Saturdays, always with John N. Johnny Pretzels. Nice. We'll, we'll be over there doing some circuits. He's a, he's a house. Yeah, man. He's a house. Shouts to John. He says that he listens to the pod. He got me super fucking horned up the other day. He's like, yo, bro, I listen to your show all the time. I'm like, no, oh, dude, that's fucking, that's like the... It's better than calling me hot, bro. Like that's my favorite thing you can tell nah, me. It's an amazing. It's an amazing. You feel good about that. Yeah, especially when it's your homies that listen and shit. Yeah. So I decided not to go on a run today. Probably gonna go on a run tomorrow. Let's get it. But yeah, man, going back to that dude, like I never was fucking leaving. I was like, fuck, it was just draining out my energy and my creativity. So that's why when I moved out, I was just like, yes, yes, and you know, without giving away too much, everything that I thought the studio was gonna do is doing exactly that and some so it looks amazing here so i've said that last time i was here yeah yeah but i i switched it up a little bit i made one side all one color the other side all one color you know just because it just hits a little bit different and it just looks a lot cleaner and sharper facts so we can talk about sports or what yeah man i'm just happy to see you though bro because you know i've also mentioned this in, in in passing too how like i feel like you know one of my favorite one of my favorite days, and maybe quarantine had to play a role in it, was when you came over for that random like Bills Steelers game. It was a Thursday night game or a Sunday night game? I think it might have been like a Tuesday game. Like it was one of those random. It was a postponement game, right? It might have even been. Yo, you know what? Actually, now I remember. It was when the Steelers lost to the Washington. It was the doubleheader Monday. And the reason why I bring that up is because I felt like my relationship with all my friends was becoming like, yo, come on the pod. That's the only time that I could see them. And like, we just hung out. We didn't even step into this room. Feels good. And it was just like, yo, that's what it should be about, bro. And we've been trying to set this up and we were chopping it up about an hour beforehand. But yo, so uh, we don't have to talk about sports. <laughs> I mean, I mean we are, we are going to chop it up about a lot of things. But I know the first and foremost, um, on a serious note. Yeah. When are you thinking of apologizing to me uh, today, Next. moving forward? You know, I told you on these fucking airways, yo, bro, 12, 12 to, to 1. 1 to make the playoffs. They have the playing game between 7 to 10. So, like, they can't finish top 10 in the East and then anything can happen there, you know? Just then the 7th seed right now. I know. I've been fucking watching. This is the most NBA I've watched in a long time because I don't got cable, so I got league pass. And then I also got like the 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 Knicks stuff too with Knicks the MSG. Suck, though, they, it's like impossible to find them on TV. But uh, yeah, 
So, so when are you thinking of apologizing? Now, later, next week? You want to wait after All Star break? <laughs> it's funny because I came on the show and I praised everything they did in the off season. And then when it came to you know when it, when push came to shove and it was time to make a pick on over or under, I went under just because every year I say over and it's never the over. However, this was the year I literally praised everything they did. It's just so crazy. And I was on the show talking about Emmanuel quickly, and I think you laughed at me. And Emmanuel quickly is probably like. I mean, he's cooled off a little bit lately, but there was a time over the past couple of weeks where he was like in the discussion for Rookie of the Year. Easily Nick's Twitter is number one draft pick for when he starts going wild, they fucking explode. It's because there's a funny graphic, CBS Sports. The D minus, right? Or D plus? They give him a D plus draft grade. Keep in mind, the kid was supposed to be, he was ranked like 40th. He was like a 40th ranked in, in the NBA draft. He went 25, roughly 25, and it seems to be going pretty well. Well, according to who though? It's my biggest gripe with all draft grades. I think it's the dumbest thing that we have to do in sports media because, number one, no one knows anything. You look at the history of draft grades and shit, like, a lot of them are wrong. Some are right, yeah, but you just can't tell right away, dude. Yep. There are some where you're like, mm -mm, I don't know about that. Like when uh, uh, Anthony Bennett went number one. <laughs> that was the first time I ever saw like Jay Billis be like, yeah, fam. I don't know what the hell that was. Down year. Right. But for the most part, I, it's it's the one topic that I hate discussing because you just don't know, bro. And and, and we're it's, it's funny that we're on the topic of, of the Knicks because like I think Julius Randle is a good example of that. Julius Randle made his first All-Star game at 26 years old. That's He's not young, but he's not old either. You know what I mean? He's been in the league, I want to say. He's seven. technically entering his prime now. Exactly. 26 to 32-ish. But you want to crucify a kid because he's not a star in his first three seasons. These kids are getting drafted at 18 years old. Like Sometimes you just got to pump the brakes, especially in basketball where these kids would be getting drafted out of high school if it wasn't for the one-and-done one rule. It's, Bro, it's unbelievable. I'm turning 30 in two weeks. These kids, right? No, no. You're right, though. Think about this. You're fucking eating ramen noodles and pizza, and then six months later, you're making millions of dollars, and everywhere you go, people want a piece of you, Yep. and you want him to act mature? Bro, if they throw me millions of dollars, I'm going to be 30. Yeah. I'm going to do some dumb shit. I'm going straight to Vegas. I'm blowing like 25K just for people to be like, yo, you're terrible with your money. I'll be like, DX chop. So it's, it's one of those things where like, yo, bro, give these dudes some time. Yeah. And going and 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 looping it back to the, to the Knickerbockers, it's funny because Obi Toppin, who they drafted with the eighth pick in the first round, I think he's older than R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, and Emmanuel Quickly, who they all drafted in the first rounds the past couple of years as well. So it's just everyone's everyone's path is a little different, you know what I mean? And so um, just can't crucify these kids if they're not a star a star or a stud early on, without a doubt. But super impressed, Tibbs culture changer you know it's funny we wanted to talk about the wolves too um it seems like it seems like you know jimmy butler and, and, and thibodeau did a whole bunch of yelling towards the end of that time in, Min in minnesota that's aging well for them well without a doubt i mean everyone knew jimmy butler looked good last year i would say like i think jimmy butler got his roses last year when he took the heat to the finals haha -ha, jokes on you minnesota and towns it's all on you you know what i mean philly philly yeah exactly philly too and 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 tibbs was still kind of no one really knew like is his style gonna work still it's a modern nba he's made some adjustments he has a great coaching staff they brought over johnny bryant from utah who's a he, he's basically uh thibodeau's first assistant coach off the bench they brought over Kenny Payne from Kentucky. Everyone wants to make jokes as to Kentucky Knicks. But 
you know, they pump out some really good talent. Anyway, Thibodeau seems to be proving everyone wrong in Minnesota. And now, look, they fired their coach a quarter of the, halfway into the season, and they already replaced them with another coach who was an assistant on Toronto, Chris Finch, and they gave him a multi-year deal. That never happens. You never fire a coach in the middle of the season and then give a, the job to someone else who is in another organization. And, and no, let's give him a multi-year deal. There's just dysfunction all over Minnesota. Yeah, usually you let the guy come in. Like the, the most famous Interim one, coach. The most famous one was like Lawrence Frank. Remember Lawrence Frank took over the Nets job and they go like 27-3 and three, and then before you know it, they make him the head coach after. So it's very rare where you see that happen. You kind of put me on to that story because I heard about the flip, uh, not Flip Saunders, um, the, Ryan Saunders, Ryan Saunders, the kid. And and then after you told me, you're like, yo, you got to look into this shit because it's kind of weird how this all played out. And you're right. That's not something that you really see throughout the history of coaching changes. Chris Finch, who is now the Timberwolves new head coach, he was an assistant with uh, Nick Nurse in Toronto. He interviewed for the Timberwolves job. Mount Rushmore, your favorite coaches. Does Nick, he make it? Nick Nurse. Is That's your guy. Yeah. He's, a great, he's a great coach. <laughs> nah, he is. He's awesome. Quinn Snyder's up there, too. Who, by the way, the Jazz are the best team in the, in the NBA right now. I know. I bet them last year to, at, at plus 550 to finish the regular season in first. Tough. And then, of course, now they have a two game, three-game lead in the, in the West. So Chris Finch is an assistant under uh, uh, Nick Nurse. He's kind of like a Nick Nurse 2.0 in the sense of that he's coached in Europe. He coached in the G League. He's coached on, under nurse, uh, Nurse's staff. He interviews for the Minnesota job in 2019. He doesn't get the job. They give the job to Ryan Saunders. Fast forward a year and a half later, two, two years later, they just give the job to Chris Finch. I bet you they didn't even interview him. Or if they did, it was like, hey, man, remember when we interviewed you and you didn't get the job? We really liked you. We gave it to Flip Saunders' son. Well, you know, now uh, you know, we want to give you the job. I bet you, the, I bet you that process was short and sweet. They probably wanted to give him the job, but there was kind of a sentimental factor to wait, wait, Flip Saunders and passing away, and yeah. So look, how good is the Timberwolves roster? It's probably not that great, but I don't think they're worst team in the league. Bad. So you could look at the coach and say maybe there's an issue here. Well, where where is I know this is putting you on the spot and this is terrible, Cat. Where is he on your list of like? Alphas are just like best players in the league. He seems to be look, and I hate to do this. Like I'm, I, I don't like to just like give like boiling hot takes. Kind of feels like he's been getting coddled a bit. You know, Towns doesn't like Tibbs. Tibbs is gone. They bring in Towns this guy. Year and a half later, two years later, now this guy's gone. Couldn't like, get along with Wiggins, could, Butler, Butler. Now what? Now 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 you have to think about like Saunders was Towns's guy. There's been rumors of Towns leaving for a while, even though he's young. Is this kind of the end of, of Minnesota and, and Towns because of this Ryan Saunders fiasco? Like, it's super interesting. And the one and like one last piece, D'Angelo Russell and Towns have only played five games together. That's absurd. Has he? Did he get a fair shake? That's a. These are a lot of different things that you have to unpack and you have to consider, which I'm sure they have. Again, I think it just goes back to, is this roster worse in the NBA bad? It's not. That's where they're at, and I just think they wanted to make a change. So we'll see what happens with Towns. Okay, um, let me ask you this, a follow-up to that. I've made the comparison of James Harden being the issue in Houston, which that take hasn't really aged well when Houston is like currently, as I have the same things in front of me, they're on an eight-game losing streak. They have Christian the, Wood is hurt. Right, they have the second-worst re record in the West. I think in the league they have... 
they're tied with the Cavs for the second worst, third worst record in the league. So that take hasn't aged well. As far as what I was saying about James Harden, like, yo, at what point, fam, is it you? Yeah. Multiple head coaches. The GM did everything to build a team around you. You had Chris Paul. You had Dwight Howard. I know he wasn't Magic Dwight, but he wasn't washed yet. You have all these guys, Westbrook also. And then before you know it, you can't get along with everyone. And you force your way out, which is kind of the norm of the NBA superstar nowadays. I'm never fucking buying a jersey for anyone just because you just never know. They have jersey insurance now. Do they really? Stop. Yeah, I swear to God. So tell me. NBA, if you buy a jersey off NBA.com and the player gets traded within X amount of time before between purchase and this X date, you you could get money back. No way. Money back or a credit to buy a new jersey. But absolutely, they have new jersey insurance. (laughs) There's great. There's a great commercial actually. That's the most AAU shit ever, bro. It was only a matter of time. Nah, but but think about it, dude. Like you're you're a Celtics fan. You get Kyrie, one of the best players in the league. You're like, yo, Kyrie, next five years, him and Gordon Hayward. What they play <laughs> nine games gone. together. I, so, so with Cat is at what point is it you, fam? Yeah, no, I I agree. The one thing that I will say about James Harden is. Uh, Strip clubs and dollar bills. I've kind of backtracked on that because the more I think about, you know, you we both have talked about the series in nauseam, but the Warriors Rocket series, where if Chris Paul gets hurt, look back at those Rockets rosters. Like, I'm starting to believe like I'm not as high on them as I was. Like, I mean, look, the Russ year, whatever. I'll throw that one out the window. Chris Paul, sensational, but like. Was Clint Capella that year? PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon, like these guys are good. Don't get me wrong, but the rosters, they they went toe to toe with the best team in the league, arguably one of the best teams of all time. Took them to seven games. Like I just think well, that's Harden the is biggest, little. That's the biggest pro Harden argument that you. Basically, what teams are going to be running into in the AFC in the NFL? Like, yo, you're going to be losing to the Chiefs, which is. Not a bad thing. Like, you could beat everyone else. You're just not going to beat the Chiefs. You're not going to beat those Curry and Golden State Warrior teams. Unless, like you saw, injuries, suspensions, shit like that. For the most part, you're not beating those teams four out of seven times. You're just not. So, Tough. that's probably the the best pro James Harden, Houston Rockets, 2015-2019 era take you could have because of that. Like, it's not a bad thing that... Bro, how many Hall of Fame top 50 players all time didn't get rings because they ran into MJ? Yeah. Utah, Barkley. Uh, 90s Knicks. Fucking the, 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 the Suns team. Well, Barkley's 90s Knicks. Like, you know, even, I mean, even the Magic probably would have won rings if they didn't run into them. Like, I, like I, I kind of just did some backtracking because James Harden's been playing out of his mind. And we'll touch on the next Nets in a second. But let me just rattle off some of these guys other than Chris Paul and James Harden. Like, P.J. Tucker's solid, right? Don't get me wrong. Ariza was solid, but Gerald Green, Nay Nay, Ryan Anderson, Joe Johnson was on the last stretch of his career. Like that roster wasn't as good as I initially thought. And so I've kind of, you know, changing my tune on Harden. He's been playing out of his mind, leading the team in rebounds over this period of time. They went on a, the Nets went on a six game winning streak on the West Coast, dating back to last week and going into the weekend. They beat some really good teams without KD, by the way. Kyrie's playing out of his mind. Harden's playing really well. Um, it's tough to imagine the Nets not coming out of the East. I mean, this is why we've been doing this for years because, uh, I mean, was there any more of an alley-oop segue into the Nets? Like, come on, man. It's tough. Uh, 
they took care of business on this road trip without KD. I think I was asking you to apologize to me about the Knicks. What about I said Lakers Nets to be the finals 14 to 1 at FanDuel at the start of the year? Didn't get Harden yet. Didn't really know KD was going to come back and be 29, 8, and 7 or whatever the hell he is. Yeah. And now it's the favorite to be the finals, probably like plus 180-ish, plus 200. Not the same value. The only teams in the East were winning records on the road, the Nets. And do you know the other one? Kind of random, but they're playing well this year. Uh, Pacers? Yeah. Pacers are always a solid team. Yeah, just, just a very solid. Yo, they kind of remind me of the Jazz in the East. Okay. Where both of these teams are going to be successful regular season teams. Wouldn't surprise me if they get bounced in the first round. Yeah. Like one of those things, you know? So I think with the Nets in particular, <clears throat> bro, you got three guys that can get you 30. So the you're going to tell me the defense, right? I'm not. Well, I'm going to talk about how their defense has improved. It has improved. It has it's improved. not being talked about enough. The Nets, deep, the Nets are probably, this is not a hot take, the Nets are probably going to go down as the best offense of all time. This Nets team. Really? This season. I wouldn't doubt it. Their their offensive rating is like 120 and above with all three. Like It's like Kyrie and, and Harden. It's like 122. With, with KD and Kyrie, it's like 120. It's like it's like insane. No matter what combination of yeah. the three is. And they haven't played together that much either way. But just think about it this way. One, KD was playing the best out of all of them. And on, on this road trip where they beat a bunch of great teams, he didn't even play really. Two, they're undefeated against all the Western Conference teams above 500. The Clippers, although poor George, the, the Clippers. Yeah, and up. they beat the Lakers without AD, so take that with a grain of salt. But still, you got to get these games under your belt, right? But the crazy thing was, I think, KD, and, and yo, my fault to cut no, you no, off. Fine. No AD for the Lakers, no KD oh. for the Nets too. You, you want to talk about the defense? The defense at the beginning of the season was probably ranked towards the very, very bottom. This stretch of games, the six, seven game stretch, they've been towards the middle of the pack. I think 16th over the last week, week and a half, two weeks. So that's all you need. If you're going to have a, a historically great offense, just be mediocre on defense, and I think you can win a title. This AD Achilles thing is, is, is curious. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm very fascinated by this, this Achilles. I'm worried. Um, I think uh, I think the Bucks aren't what people thought they were. Drew Holiday's been out for a while. you got to think about the supporting cast in Milwaukee. I, I can't see a team beating this. I can't see a team beating the Nets four times in the playoffs. I think there's only one. You think it's Philly? Yeah. Uh, Again, you know who I gave out for MVP? Embiid. Embiid, bro. Yeah. 14 to 1 also. I made no I made no NBA bets this year. And I guarantee you, I'm going to hit on like four of them. I had Ben Simmons was my pick for defensive player of the year. 25 to 1. Lights out. I think. I would say he's the leading candidate right now. Yeah. Embiid for MVP? No, I would say Simmons for, Simmons for Defensive Player of the Year. There was a stretch a couple weeks ago where they played Portland and then they played the Lakers after, and like he locked up Dame. And then, look, LeBron had like 33, <laughs> so he didn't lock him up. But it's LeBron. But, yeah, it's LeBron. But the biggest thing watching that game is he went toe-to-toe with him, and he like threw LeBron off a little bit. You're not going to – yo, the Kawhi – slow him yeah, down. Yeah, or, or throw him off his game. You know, and that's the one thing with Ben Simmons that he was able to do. I love Doc Rivers going over there. Embiid is, they're playing, I hate to use the term like they're taking it more serious. 
But Brett Brown, with all due respect to Brett Brown, it's not the same thing. When Brett Brown is in a room and when Doc Rivers is in a room, it's night and day. There's a different level of respect and achievement. And also, I think Brett Professionalism. Brown... Professionalism. Right. Brett Brown also... They kind of let him stick around because he stuck around with the process. Like, hey, man, this you're going to be a head coach in the league, but you're not going to win more than 40 games in the next five years. And then you finally get your process down. And here, to have a little bit of extra time with this process. And then eventually it was like he was going to be the fall guy no matter what. And to be fair... You know, they were a, a bounce, a Kawhi fade away from the corner, bounce away from potentially going to the finals, right? So, yeah, you know, you got to, you know, play devil's advocate and be fair on both sides at times. But I do think it's it's a Doc Rivers thing. And I think, you know, adding, you know, Seth Curry, Danny Green, you know, being able to space the floor, I think it's important. So really impressed with what Philly's doing. Um, but it's going to be really tough to beat the Nets, I think. Yeah, I, I think ultimately the firepower might be too much for for anyone in the East yeah. to play the Nets. But I do think that's the only team that if I had to pick right now, Eastern Conference Finals, ready for this? Collision course. <laughs> Two gods. gods. Collision course. Them Lakers, two. Nets? Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. It's just, it's a lot of firepower, bro. Like that Nets team, dude, I mean... We haven't even seen those 50-point games yet from these guys that they could go for, right? They still like need just, to get acclimated to yeah, each other. Yeah, they're just on cruise control. I love that. I, I tweeted something out when uh, Kyrie, Kyrie like, was talking to the media again. It was maybe – he made headlines by saying, you know, I told James. I said, James, you're the point guard. I'm the shooting guard. I made a joke like, isn't that Steve Nash's job? Like, <laughs> like isn't that his job to say who's the point guard, who's the shooting guard? Just making a joke, but – um, you got to give Steve Nash some credit too. Guy who, you know, coming into the season, a lot of people made the argument he wasn't qualified for the job. He didn't deserve the job. Um, and I think he, you know, he, he's got his imprint on this team a little bit more now. They're communicating better on defense and it's showing. So, you know, let's give some props to Steve Nash as well because it's not easy to manage personalities and manage superstars. It's not, you know, that's an underrated aspect, I think, of coaching is being able to, you know, manage personalities. Exactly that. And so he's doing a great job. I want to talk a little all-star with you. Yes, sir. But before we do, I want to ask you this. Um, I asked my buddy Jarrell on, if you guys haven't checked that out. He's from Sports Illustrated. How do you feel about there being an all-star game during the pandemic? Is I, it? I feel like it's, if I'm Mark Cuban and I'm the Mavericks who, you know, you're kind of underachieving this year from a from a record standpoint. Well, that's because Porzingis can't stay healthy. Porzingis can't stay healthy. What a, what a win. What a, what a report for Knicks Nation that the Mavs are looking to trade him. If you ain't think I framed that tweet <laughs> and put it on my wall, man. That's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But my bad. Continue. So they're the ninth seed right now. They're 15 and 15 at the time of recording. It's Wednesday, Wednesday evening, late afternoon. Bro, if I'm Mark Cuban, dude, I'm not sending Luca to the All Star game. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, it's not his call, but right. But I'm saying the the idea of sending my best players to one city, which Atlanta also is, is extremely wild and open right now. <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> oh, and they're like, oh yeah, the players aren't going to go up to parties. They're not allowed. Yeah, come on now, come uh, on now. Whether they should be doing it or not, that's you know. Yeah, they're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna. Yeah. So, and who the. F- I don't want, I don't want to get to it. <laughs> what, 
How do you feel about the, there being an all-star game? I don't love it, but if it was collectively bargained in terms of the CBA and the players' union and the owners, you got to abide by it and you have to kind of, you know, fall in line and like, look, it's shitty, but I think it's, do I think it's a bad move? Yeah. However, I think it's great for some players. Like, first-time All-Stars, Jalen Brown, Julius Randle, Zach Levine, some of these guys that are playing out of their mind, you know, it, those guys are excited. You know what I mean? And this is such a weird season. This is the, this is the year where you're going to get some of these unique All-Stars. So, don't love it, but at the same time, if it was collectively bargained, you can't kind of backtrack now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So, again, we're in a pandemic. Things should be fluid. So that's the other side of it. It's it's a uh, it's a tough conversation. It's a tough conversation. Um, I like the fact that they're condensing everything. Less travel. I think they're doing the dunk contest at the halftime point, half halftime show of the All Star game. They're just getting everything all in one. I I don't believe they're doing a rookie sophomore game. It's terrible for the pockets. It's all right. It's a well. Over. Didn't you say it's, that they it's, they? it's over season, bro. Yeah. It was like there's no there's no locks or sure things in sports betting, but I think the over in both of those have like an eighty five percent conversion rate. Yeah. Dude, I was telling Dominic about this like fifteen years ago. We were at the club that night. I'm like, bro, like I <laughs> we were at the club <laughs> one night, and I'm glued to the fucking TV waiting for this order. Open nightclub. Everyone's yo, on the dance floor. Yo, yo, like, D, looking I'm looking at the, at the I'm fucking. Just grinding and shit, looking at the overs. <laughs> like, I'm like yo, you want to pay for this bottle? We need, to, we need a three right here. Like it was the Super Bowl. Yo, it was. I mean, dude, it's a, it's the best players in the world. They're gonna shoot 153s. All I need is like half of them to go down. That's like 200 points right there. Yeah. There's no defense, and I mean, there was one shakeup a couple of years ago. Remember where it got like they scored like 400 points, mm-hmm. and the, the next, next year, year they did they the captains. It. And then that game went under. I bet the under in that one. That's the first time I bet the under. So I'm on like a like an 11 year streak of hitting this. The one thing I'll say is that I'm not sure if, if Vegas is Vegas is taking this into account. Is uh, they've changed the format of the end of the game. You have to win by. Everyone gets to a certain. I don't know what the number is. You get to a certain point in the game, and then it's like next person that scores seven points or whatever. There's a name for it. I can't think of it. It's a format. It's like it's like basic street ball. Exactly. Right? Win like by two. Win. Straight straight five, right? Like, oh, win by two, and then it's then it's twenty to twenty. You're like, yo, straight five. Shit like that. So right. I don't know how that's gonna affect it. Um, I, 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 the name will come to me. I can't think of the name of it. Let me rattle off the members of the All Star Game, and then I want to do the very basic cliche generic conversation of who got snubbed we could do it in a fun way though yeah 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 okay so the starters Giannis, beal durant and bead Kyrie in the east is there a problem with any of those names as starters and b i mean Kyrie missed some games mm-hmm. right so you can make the argument maybe someone else could have been a starter but other than that no yeah i don't i don't really have nah. much of a gripe with no that. gripe uh the captain is durant yep. and then we have Luca, LeBron, your boy Jokic, that's your guy. You were team Jokic since like 2015, bro, early on. The Nuggets, I wish the Nuggets were a little Had bit Bradley higher. Beal? Well, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if he would fit. I, by the way, you couldn't have been more right about Jamal Murray. Talk about a guy who... Bro, he's, the- he's become a, a, a term for me. Like the Jamal Murray factor, like... There's some, you watch him in the bubble last year, yeah. you're like, yo, bro, what a contract. And now? Now you watch through, him on certain nah, nights, you're like, yeah. 
Fuck, dude. Yeah. So, I wish the Nuggets were. What a take! <laughs> Let's go. What a take! I, I wish the Nuggets were a bit higher in the standings, but Jokic is an animal. Yeah. Uh, stat sheet stuffer. Um, so you know, and they're, and, they're, and Jeremy Grant's gone too, so he's kind of picking right, up more right, of right. the load. And and then you got Kawhi and Steph Curry, who's having. I mean. I think the title of the episode with Jarrell was the revenge tour because he's fucking reminding people like, yeah, yeah, hold on. I'm still here. Like, I know we lost the rant. I know Clay's out, but I'm, yo, bro, his efficiency rating is higher than the year he went a unanimous MVP. Yeah. I was going to say that he, the, st- the stats, I'm not sure if they're still there at this point, but I know he did some damage to the next couple of games, games ago. Yeah, no, playing out of his mind. So um, any complaints with the Western Conference? Nah. I mean, Dame, I mean, I, it's tough. I actually, I'd probably make the argument Dame over Luca. That's you could make the case. Mm. Um, I believe the I believe the I believe the Blazers are fifth or fourth in the West, and the Mavs are out of the playoffs. Granted, Luca's numbers are better, but he has to carry so much of the load. KP's been out. You know what I mean? It's it's tough. So his stats are going to look better, not as efficient. Um, I'd probably take Dame over Luca. I think as I'm looking at the names of the reserves, that's the only one that I would probably make a switch for as well. Yeah. And and I mean, Rudy Gobert's not starting. But no. Rudy Gobert is having an unbelievable year if you look at all of the things that no one looks at. Like Rudy Gobert, if I'm not mistaken at this point, is leading the NBA in plus minus. One of my favorite stats because it directly impacts and correlates to winning. And they're the best team in the NBA right now. You know how I feel about the word correlation, right? Facts. And yo, and <laughs> Rudy Gobert got so much shit for the contract. $200 million. Everyone, even Shaq was giving him shit. Like, oh, I guess you can average 11 and 11 and make $200 million. Like, don't be sour that the guys are making more money than you did back in the day. Like, he his impact on the court doesn't necessarily impact st- the stat sheet as much as some other guys. That's not to say he's not as important. Like, But so think about how many things don't appear on the stat sheet. Altering shots at the rim. Like, I remember, yo, I'll never forget playing high school basketball. My, the coach, Coach Demas at Bryant, was like, yo, I want this kid to come out for the team. We had, like, this random, it was this random, like, Polish kid, I think. Or, no, actually, I think it was, like, this, he was, like, maybe 6'9", 6'10", but the kid didn't want to play basketball. Like, he just, like, he wasn't a basketball player. Or he had no drive or anything. And Coach Demas was like, yo, I just want him to alter shots at the rim. Like, if you're a 5'10 point guard, like, I'm driving to the hoop, and there's a 6'10 dude, like, he's going to alter my shot. For sure. So, that's, he, he didn't block it, but that's going to be an impact that you don't see yeah. on the stat sheet. So, yeah, Gobert is going to get heat. Because I also don't like paying guys like that. Andre Drummond, him, DeAndre Jordan types where... Last four minutes, there's ways that I could get you to be a non-factor on the court. Gobert see, shoots a little bit better from the free throw line, so it's not a hack a hack a Gobert situation. And you're right, like altering shots at the rim is not something that's a recorded stat. But now with all the advanced analytics, there's kind of you know some of the pockets of information are kind of you know being unearthed a bit, and and some of this stuff is is kind of being brought to the spotlight. And now a guy like Gobert can get paid. Um, I've been really obsessed with like thinking about players' contracts and like are they good enough to be like ex best player on a championship team. So like the way I think about Rudy Gobert is like I think Rudy Gobert is good enough to be the second best player or third best player on a championship team. Therefore, I think the contract is is valid. Like those are the things like I'm really thinking about lately because roster construction is super important. 
And so I've really been geeking out on, on shit like that. Well, I feel the same way. Like if my highest paid player on my team can't be an all NBA guy, like why am I paying him that? Yeah. Or if he's just a one dimensional player on one side of the court, you know, it's, it's, you know, like I hate to always bring up mellow, but like mellow was just like a scorer. He didn't really affect the game in any other way. You, you know, there's so much you can say, but like, when you give this guy a max deal, which you know you can argue that he is without a doubt, he's worth it. It's just tough when he does one thing. Mm-hmm. One, you know what I'm saying? He does yeah, it amazing, yeah. but he just does one thing. It's tough. Um, and so, anyway, Gobert, I think he's good enough to be, you know, a third best player on a championship team, second best player on a championship team. Reserves for the East: Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, Tatum, Vucevic. In the West, we got Zion, Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, Dame Dalla, Rudy Gobert, Paul George, Anthony Davis. Everybody's bugging out about Devin Booker. I mean, it's valid. But all right. It's, who, who are you going to take off? That's always the thing. Who are you taking off? Oh, this guy should have been MVP. Well, well who, who are you giving it to? Anthony Davis will probably be an inj- probably, probably be replaced as an injured reserve. Right. With I, If I had to guess, it will probably be Chris Paul. Uh, not sorry, uh, Devin Booker. Right. Someone who won't get picked, but if you compare his stats to uh, uh, Devin Booker, SGA uh, on the Thunder is having an unreal season. You put his numbers up to Booker's, his numbers are actually better than Booker's. It's unreal. And uh, the team is just in the, in, you know, in the basement. And so you can't really validate, you know, you know, Bradley Beal's a different story. Bradley Beal's averaging like 30-something points a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a different story. When there's fringe guys, you tend to give it to the guy on the better team. Um, so I, I just I wanted to give SGA some love. Um, and, and I will agree, like, I would agree that Devin Booker got snubbed, but he's going to make his way in anyway as an injured reserve. Shouts to Zach Levine. I wasn't a big Zach Levine guy, and and... His three-point shooting has dramatically improved. He's way more efficient. We all know what he could do in terms of, 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 of being a slam dunk champion. His game has gotten so much more well-rounded. I'm, I just couldn't be more impressed with Zach Levine and more happy for him as well because he's doing a lot of his work late game. Yo, think about him. Another dude that left Minnesota. And I feel as if you don't think Chicago has underachieved. Like they got some players that I like, bro. I mean, they're, they've kind of been battling the, battling the injury bug. I love Billy Donovan. Like, um, I like I like, um, I like like Wendell Carter. Kobe White. Kobe White. I mean, I like Markinen. I know he's... He's hurt. I know he's hurt, but um, like they, they just have some guys that I like, you know? And <clears throat> I just feel like they've kind of... Underachieved a bit. Yeah. If, to me, it's like, I, lo- I like Vucevic, but... He's having a great statistical season, don't get me wrong. Bro, listen. <laughs> Who gets excited to see Vucevic play, though? Well, that's the thing. He's like an old-school, old-fashioned big man. The problem is Orlando is just like, to me... Bro, no one's, saying- no one's hanging out with Vucevic at All-Star Weekend. Nah. Like, no one's campaigning. Like, you know how they say All-Star Weekend is the number one tampering weekend of the year? Like, no one's tampering with Vucevic, bro. Yo, no disrespect, bro. I had you on my fantasy team last year. You're the only one that didn't get hurt. But with that being said, it's like, come on, man, give me someone lit. It's just like he's, they just. I think of the, I think of the Magic. I think seven seed. Forever. I think eight seed. 
and he's like their best player. So they got to do a better job of surrounding him with more talent. But um, yeah, I mean, you could make the argument. Bam Adebayo really came on late on in the East. Um, Butler hasn't played enough, so that's why he's not on there. Nah, yeah. Um, I mean, you could say Butler, but yeah, they, he hasn't played a lot. Um, Bam's the guy that you can kind of pick and choose and say like, look at his numbers, pretty impressive. And then Chris Middleton's another guy where super efficient, you know, 90, 50, 40 guy, um, 90 from the free throw, 50 from the field, 40 from three, super impressive. Um, so a couple snubs, but Julius Randle deserved that shit. I don't care what anybody says. So we got one, baby. We got one. And then Sabonis, as I'm kind of looking back, Sabonis started the season, I think, with like a triple double in like the first. I think he had like a three triple, two triple doubles in his first five games or something crazy like that. He's cooled off a bit. Um, I think they got it right. I'm not. You could, you could, you know, you could. Pick gripes for all these guys. This was fun, dude. It's good to catch up and talk talk hoops. Always, always. You know, like, I always say my guy, my girl, my guy when people come on. But, like, you're my guy. For real, for real. Dab me up, son. Nah, fist me, dog. Let's pound, go, pound me. Pound me. Uh, always a pleasure. Guys, I'm finally going to do the six-pack with Impy. So, it. go and check that out. Oh, yeah. Uh, when I didn't do it with you. People are like, yo, where's this six-pack with him? But I'm like, yo, it's not like he's not going to come back on again. Got you know it. what I'm saying? So, They're random questions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's It's the same ones for every guest. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're cool, man. It makes you think a little bit. And I've gotten some really good feedback on that. And also, little spoiler, Impy's going to be on the Monday show. We're doing a People's Podcast. That also is going to be on the Patreon. You guys can catch that at the same time that you're hearing this. Video available on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash veteransminimum. At the Lame Shows, you can find me. At Veterans Minimum, as you can find everything for the show. We got crew necks available. Slide into my DMs, preferably ankle first to set the tone. Holla at me. We'll get it to you. Impy, where can they find you, bro? Same as always. IMPY718. You already know Twitter and Instagram. Let's give a shout out to the members of the Patreon. We got a new one. Shouts to Kimberly. Hey, Kim. Uh, one name like a Brazilian soccer player. Um, okay. So we got Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Daniel Gibson. Derek Plates, Devin Rendon, Jake Powers, Corey Johnson Hoops, Ryan Pisner, and Mike Wozniak. New members? These are the people that are in the tier that get the shout-out. Fire. Yeah, yeah. So shout-out to them, man. They contribute a very nice amount. and Support the show, man. Support, yeah, everything that's going on. I don't even pay the Patreon. That's foul. It but really this, be, is, this is, this is, this is, this is. Yeah, this it is really it. be your own, though. Which can, is I get a, can I get a, uh, like a, a discount? Or I got a, you, bro. I'll set you up. I'll set you up. Can you, you know, like on Twitch, someone could like gift you. Oh, some? you want a gift? Uh, all right. I, I'll <laughs> gift you. I'll gift you a patron, a Patreon membership. Just to like get you all lubed up and then you can train. And then I'll pay. Alright, cool. bet, bet. Alright, that's right. Thanks. Guys, thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next time. I'm working hard for respect in my city. I'm working hard for respect. Yeah. You think you got it, I got it for real. You think you got what I got? Uh, this one for those they forget in my city. This one for those they forget. Yeah. This dog off the leash and it's ready to kill. kill. You think you got it, I got it for real. You think you got what I got? Uh, you think you got it, I got it for real. You think you got what I got? Uh, this one for those they forget in my city. This dog off the leash and it's ready to kill. kill.
homie, go finish your meal. I'm coming for real, taking that food right off of your grill. Nicky too ill, can't let a drop of me spill. Clogging the lane, I'm feeling the strain. I'm here for the spot to be filled. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.